So let me tell you about a massive change that I've recently made in my trading and this was something that I figured would happen at some point but I definitely didn't think would happen this soon. So before we dig into the topic, let's talk about a little bit of my history. I think a lot of people out there think that, or I guess they see me as a day trader um, because uh, you know we do a lot of analysis on a regular basis. I share ideas and whatnot, but believe it or not, I actually started off as a swing trader, not just when I was actively trading the stock market, but when I first got into Forex. Um, I did dabble with day trading for a little bit. After all, if you're a swing trader, you, you start to understand that there are, over, uh, there are only so many signals that happen and they only happen so frequent. And if you're like me, someone who uh, quit three of their jobs to focus on trading all time, to think I was going to be like a super penny stock active day trader like you see in the movies and then realize that the reality of trading wasn't as such. I had a lot of time on my hands. So I always dabbled with different things. Uh, at the beginning of my career, a lot of that time was spent learning how to trade and working on my craft and continuing my back testing so I can add the next thing to my repertoire. Um, but as I kind of mastered, and master is the wrong word, we never mastered the market. As I mastered my trading plan, um, I had a lot of open opportunity, a lot of time that wasn't being filled and I would get bored. And instead of making kind of dumb mistakes on my own account and, and forcing trades and all that fun stuff, I decided to spend some time on a lower time frame. Um, starting off just practicing concepts, right? I, I understood that all time frames move similarly, meaning they, they move the same up, down, and sideways. There's you know more false signals on your lower time frames and your higher time frames. But the concepts that I was using on my higher time frames existed on the lower time frames as well. And well, if I can get, you know, uh, you know, four candles in an hour versus four candles in a day, I was able to really up the frequency of, of training my eyes to see what I need to see in the market. And eventually the curiosity in me and, and the development, the growth mindset, I guess, of myself as a trader led to me doing some strategy development stuff as well. But even then, I was never really an active day trader. I didn't start actively day trading until I got into trading education, right? When I first, when I finally took the jump into trading education, and it took me a while to be convinced to do so, um, but I found, when I finally took the jump into trading education, I knew that I would be um, running a live trading room. This would be a, um, an active trading room. It would be a few hours a day, three hours a day from, uh, you know, eight hours, you know, 8 a.m. to say 10 a.m. Or, or 11 a.m., something like that. And in order to make the active day trading or active trading room work, um, I needed to show lower time frame opportunities. I mean, think about it like this. How fun would a, a day trading room be if I came here and just looked at the daily chart and was like, hey guys, we got this candle today. Let's wait till tomorrow. <whistles> right? Not so exciting. So I knew that I had to be an active day trader. So I really started day trading only because I was into education and only because that's something that I had to do um, to fulfill that need. 
And I like day trading. I enjoy it. I ended up making it a separate part of my business. So if you think of my trading, I break it up, break it up into different businesses, right? I learned this lesson the hard way. And you've heard that story before. But my swing trading is a separate business. My day trading is a separate business. Ultimately, something that I've never achieved yet, but I wanted my position trading, my longer term swing trading to be a separate business as well. And they all serve different kind of purposes. So the swing trading is for account growth. The, the position sizing trading or position trading is more for like a longer term investment type of approach. And the, the day trading is like, you know, I, I call it the fun money. I, I don't mean to. I guess offend anyone when I say that, like I'm just having fun with it, but that's the money that um, I can actually touch and use to pay bills and to pay myself and to reap the benefits of my labor. I, I really don't wanna touch the swing trading account because I want that account to compound, that way I can make more and more by doing the same thing. We've had this conversation many of times on the Trading Coach podcast here about, you know, if, if you're trading full time, and that's something that I'm doing, if you're trading full time and you're consistently taking out all of your profits to pay for your life or to, to pay for wherever the things are that you like to buy, um, it's like running on the treadmill. You're doing a lot of work, but you're not really going anywhere. And in, in a sense, you're going backwards. You're getting tired and um, slowing down, uh, kind of, you know, relevant to when that drawdown hits, your account is getting smaller. And now all of a sudden, your position size is getting smaller and, and you're not really making as much as you would be. Um, so the day trading account fulfilled that need. And, and, and keep in mind, at, at this point in my career, I'm probably what I started teaching about two, three years after becoming a, cons a consistently profitable trader. Um, so I had to be late 20s. Uh, yeah, late, late 20s. I'm still at a point in my life where I'm super uber actively aggressive in establishing my foundation. And again, if you think about success or your your businesses, your investments, um, even your trading account as being like a J curve, right? We know that a lot of the action takes place underneath the axis or underneath the water, if you can think of like an iceberg effect. A lot of the, the action takes place underneath that access and on the surface it seems like not much is happening um, but it really is and then all of a sudden boom it breaks through and when it breaks through it typically breaks through in a really big way and that's where you see people that are like oh he's an overnight success and stuff like that but they don't see the hard work that was put into it and you can take that concept obviously from a financial aspect but you can take it in any aspect of life whether it's a professional soccer player that you know jumps onto the scene you know jamie vardy for example where oh jamie vardy comes in he's scoring all these goals well you know go and do some research on jamie vardy's story and where he started in the lower leagues and you'll see all the work that he actually put in um, same thing with cristiano ronaldo he had a, a best friend that was better than him um, and he was kind of the, the too small guy when he first started playing and then, you know, hard work paid off. And obviously you see the, the reaping the benefits of that now, but many people don't look at the story of that. So I was in a very active, aggressive uh, stage in my investment where I'm trying to establish a foundation. I'm trying to acquire and accumulate as much money as possible so that down the line, um, basically my money can compound at a higher rate. Now, what has happened with the day trading is that this past year, so it was always my goal to get away from day trading. I'm still going to actively trade, still run the live room. I don't plan on not, not teaching at all. Um, but my plan was always to actively day trade and eventually move that into the, the longer term 
position trading. Now, I still haven't gotten that part down, but that's something that I'm I'm working on. I hope to have developed in, in a few years. But what kind of jump-started this process was 2020, right? I've been calling a recession for the longest time. And when I say calling, I don't mean like I'm trying to pinpoint it. I just know the, the numbers on when recessions and crashes are supposed to happen. And, you know, I got started during the first or the, the previous big one. And I was thinking like, hey, we're, we're due. Um, so what I've been doing is I've I've had money set aside to you know and this is this is the the benefit of having liquid assets right something that you can move from one place to another very quickly I had money set aside for when this crash occurred that I can have some exposure to the market and buy a lot of things very very cheaply same thing that I did back in you know two thousand nine two thousand ten right. So the fact that 2020 happened, and again, no one saw this happening, but it, it did. The fact that 2020 happened opened a lot of opportunity, and I got very aggressive on the investment side, and um, I got very ingress- aggressive with money from my personal funds, and I also wanted to shift around some money from other classes as well. So what I did was I saw an opportunity with the day trading account, specifically in oil. I saw an opportunity where I wanted to take advantage of something I had an account that I was trading strictly for tier one because we always trade live accounts in the live room. We, just, we don't really believe in doing the demo thing um, just because that builds bad habits as well. Um, but I took that account and I was able to liquidate that account and make some investments with it last year. So this kind of, I guess, 2020, like many other aspects in life, jump started the, the, the curve of what the future goal was. Now, again, something else that also uh, played a factor in that as well is the fact that the markets have changed, right? Since, and I'm sure volatility, you know, it spikes, it goes up and down. But since 2000, it really started in 2014, but even more so in 2016, we've just seen the volatility in the Forex market. Um, I don't want to say get sucked dry, but it's changed. And, and maybe that's the introduction of, you know, binary options becoming more mainstream. Now crypto coming more mainstream and, and, and kind of splitting the attention. Um, Forex used to be the new kid on the block and not anymore. But in many cases, the lower time frames just don't offer the same opportunities. There's not the same type of movement and at least not not enough movement for me to feel comfortable, you know, uh, putting money at risk while understanding that I got to pay commissions and spreads and all that stuff um, for very tiny moves. It, it, for me, it's not worth paying that percentage for a move that small. Um, and I'm not saying all the moves are like this, but, you know, the average move has gotten a lot smaller on the lower time frames, especially on pairs that have smaller ATRs, your, your dollar Canada your your um, your your Aussie dollars, your New Zealand dollars, uh, even like your mainstream ones, your Euro dollars and your pound dollars. Now, you could say that I can go on and trade kind of the exotic ones, right? I, I, I can trade the, the the ruble or something like that, but then you're going to pay a massive spread. I'm telling you, if you're going to be a day trader, uh, you're not trying to pay a double digit spread or even something like in the sevens or fives. Uh, it's just going to cut so much into your profit that it's not worth it. So between that, between 2020, it's kind of just jump-started the process of me just shifting out of the day trading um, and going more into the higher time frame, uh, longer term, longer term swing trading, I should say. Now, again, I'm a little behind. I haven't gotten the strategy finished yet that I want to use for that. 
Um, but it's okay. You know, things don't always work according to plan exactly. And that, that's the cool thing about a plan and cool thing about goal setting is you, you set it up, you have this vision, you have this idea, and then you got to make the adjustments accordingly. And, and I did. I'm, I'm happy with those decisions. And, you know, eventually I'll get that final part finished in the future. And that's part of the journey that I hope to share with you guys as well. So just wanted to address that. I, I don't think I started with this, but I did get a recent question on YouTube about that. And then I responded to uh, the trader. And I, I just thought it was cool. I, I realized it was something that I don't think I've ever discussed with you guys here on the podcast, you guys here in public. And I consider you a part of my journey. You guys are here. You listen three days a week um, to see what I'm up to, not just the trading tips that I give to you guys, but the, the development, the growth of Akil Stokes. And, and these are the things that I'd like to share with you. And it'll be cool to come back in, you know, months from now, a year from now, two years from now, and, and see how I put the rest of the puzzle together.